Welcome to Profit Boss Radio. I'm your host, Hillary Hendershot, certified financial planner and owner of every money mistake you can imagine. I now run a successful financial planning and wealth coaching firm. I'm here to share with you what I learned turning failure into financial freedom. Profit Boss Radio is all about how women like us are authoring our own lives, rewriting the rule book of money and running incredible businesses. If you like the show, hit subscribe, share it with a friend and leave us that five-star review. Are you ready, Profit Boss? Let's do this. Hey, it's Hillary Hendershot. Real quick before we get to the show, I want to share how you can get my comprehensive and virtual wealth coaching course for business owners. Since I started sharing how I multiplied my wealth from more than $500,000 in debt to accumulating over eight figures in wealth through neuroplasticity, changing my brain about money, lots of you have been reaching out to find out how you can do that too. So this podcast is loaded with lots of great financial advice from both myself and my guests, but I'll confess, Profit Boss Radio isn't in Intended to be a comprehensive or done for you system. That's why I decided to create the money blueprint for business owners. If you want one-on-one access to me, plus all my strategies for learning to command and manifest money, plus your own personalized plan for your business and personal finances, conveniently packaged up into a one-year transformational course, visit hillaryhendershot.com forward slash MBP. The link's in the show notes for all the details. Hello, Profit Boss. I am here with you today to talk about end-of-year money routines of the extremely wealthy. And of course, I hope that that's you. So, you know, one of the biggest leverage points in life really is our habits and routines. Obviously, you know that, right? And something that really, really helped me boost my productivity and my results was when I figured out how to have intermittent or periodic routines. So I have a weekly review that I do of my work and the the projects that I'm working on. And I pay my bills once a week. And I also have end of year routines. Now, of course, routines are important, but also there literally are some things that have to get done by December 31st, or you can't do them, such as contributing to your solo 401k if you've got one of those. Now, you can, and in fact, you almost have to wait until the following year to contribute to a SEP IRA. So depending on which of those accounts you're deferring income into, remember the solo 401k kind of has to get done by December 31st. Okay. So, you know, I've been working with business owners for years. And I've curated an annual financial routines checklist that I myself strictly abide by at the turn of every year. I'm sharing it with you today. I It's time. As I air this episode, you don't have that much time left. So hopefully you're, you've gotten started on your holiday shopping if you do that. But no matter what, you're going to want to tie up and check and organize some of the things that we are going to be talking about today. It's really important to complete the year powerfully. You want to completely complete something. Don't drag it forward, right? Because it it doesn't make any sense to energetically still be in 2021 once 2022 begins. 
Okay. So we're going to talk about business financials and personal financials. First, definitely reconcile all of your 2021 transactions. Unreconciled items are potentially either duplicate charges or entries. So pay attention to that. Make sure you clear out your liabilities. So pay loans to shareholders, pay your payroll, get all that stuff done. File a copy of your 2021 financial statements. So put those in your secure online storage. Uh, Don't count on your financial institutions to keep your statements forever. This can be, I I keep three years of bank statements. So those monthly bank statements, I've got three years of them in my my online storage. I use box.com. So I'll just call it your cloud storage. Collect on open invoices. I can't tell you how many times the folks that I'm working with really need to be encouraged to go ahead and collect on open invoices. It's important that you keep that oxygen to your business flowing. Okay, Your business doesn't have lungs that need oxygen. Your business has bank accounts that need money. So collect on your open invoices. Prepare and submit your vendor information for 1099s. The due date for those is January 31st, 2022. So anyone you paid more than $600 in 2021 needs to receive a 1099 from you. My bookkeeper does this for me. I don't prepare those. But the point is, make sure you have all that information because you do have to collect their taxpayer ID and or their social security number in order to do that. Confirm that you have all of your employee data to issue their W-2s. Of course, you have a liability or obligation to do that as well. You're going to need their current address, their social security number, et cetera. Count inventory. If you have inventory, if you have a product business, you got to count your inventory for the end of the year. Schedule a quick call or shoot an email over to your tax preparer to talk about your estimated tax liability, and make sure your estimated taxes are accurate, sufficient, and paid. If you don't pay quarterly estimated taxes, ensure your tax savings account is fully funded with an appropriate percentage of your expected profits for the year. Complete and review your balance sheet, your P&L, and your cash flow statement. Those you'll need to submit to your tax preparer for Uh, so that person can prepare your 2021 taxes and organize your receipts, contracts, and donation receipts. Of course, this you should be doing all year long. Every time I have an invoice come in that I pay, that gets filed in a particular folder. I give a lot of charitable donations over the course of the year. Immediately, I'm going to receive an email. Sometimes, unfortunately, I have to print it to PDF. I think it's a little annoying when they don't send me a PDF invoice for a donation. But I name it with the charity, the date, and the amount of the donation. So at the end of the year, I go into my donation receipts folder. I can literally just add up the numbers on the names of the files rather than having to open them all again. So that's super handy. Let's talk about personal financials. Okay. File your bank statements and investment performance reports in your cloud storage. Okay, you want to keep copies of those. Make sure that you make all of the charitable contributions that you want to count for 2021 by December 31st, 2021. They absolutely do not count if you make them late. Okay, maximize your tax deferred contributions to your solo 401k. If you're contributing to a Roth 401k or a traditional IRA, So technically, you can make Roth, traditional, and SEP IRA contributions until you file your 2021 tax returns. But again, 401k contributions can't be late. Update your net worth statement. 
That's the most important number in your financial life right now. I've done 190 some odd episodes of Profit Boss Radio trying to help you grow your net worth, okay? So track it. You want to update it. Keep track of it. Make sure you're adding the balances of your real estate owned, your investments. I don't tend to include my bank account balances in my net worth. I don't include the value of my cars or my clothing because I'm not clothing, jewelry, things like this, right? That people like to put on their net worth statement because I'm probably not going to sell that stuff and use it in my financial life to live my life. And that's what the net worth is. You're, you're tracking your investable net worth or the amount of money. It's basically the sum of what you own in the house that you live in and your the value of your businesses and your investment statements. Those are the things that will contribute to your financial life later. So you need a house to live in. A lot of people want to own their house. So that goes on the net worth statement. And then of course, there's the money that you're going to use for financial freedom. These two numbers in a nutshell are your net worth. You want to include any credit card balances that you have. So that's a hit to your net worth. All your current loan balances, again, investment statements, uh, the fair market value of your home. You can use Zillow. I know real estate agents hate Zillow. I got it, but you have to pick a number somehow. If you happen to have a recent appraisal of your home, definitely do that. Consider harvesting any losses that you might have in your after-tax accounts. So this means you bought it for, just say you bought a stock for $100 and now it's only worth $80. You have $20 of unharvested losses. So if you harvest those losses, now you've locked that in, you can wait 30 or 31 days and repurchase that same stock, or you can diversify and buy a, a better investment. But that's not the point. The point is now you have losses that you can use to cancel out harvested gains in the future. So if you have $20 of losses, later you have $20 of gains, that would have cost you $5 or $10 in taxes, but now you have you own nothing. So carry forward losses are, I use the term silver lining. There are silver lining to losing money in the stock market. Uh, consider increasing your savings rate. If you follow my Profit Boss automation methodology, you've got a particular number going into your tomorrow's dreams accounts, both short-term goals, such as buying a house, your next car, your next vacation, holiday gifts, but then also included in your tomorrow's dreams balances are your retirement accounts. Okay. So in consider increasing your savings rate. Hopefully in 2021, you're making more money. So don't just rest on your laurels and keep that savings rate the same, ratchet it up. And that's really how you exponentially increase the amount of your net worth number. Hillary here with a quick timeout to tell you how we can work together to improve and even make your financial life 100% organized and hassle-free. As a listener, you probably know my story. I made every money mistake in the book until I finally figured out the power of learning how to change my brain, including my beliefs about money. This allowed me to multiply my wealth to over eight figures. And since then, I've created a done-for-you comprehensive course to teach other business owners exactly how I did it. I've also been a wealth and financial advisor to women and couples for more than 20 years now. If you think we may be a great fit to work together, go to hillaryhendershot.com and just start a conversation. 
We provide fee-only fiduciary advice to our clients, which means our clients never ever pay commissions. And we do only what's in your best interest, just like it's supposed to be for all financial advisors. If you want to see how my team and I measure up as financial advisors, check out our Yelp reviews at hillaryhendershot.com forward slash Yelp. All right, let's get back to the show. You could consider a Roth conversion in 2021. We are doing Roth conversions. So you convert an IRA balance to a Roth. You pay the full ordinary income tax on that amount. And then you never have to pay tax on Roth balances again. The federal government wants you to keep those Roth balances intact for five years before you go ahead and distribute them or spend them. We do this uh, for two reasons. One is because obviously you have more control over your tax rate. If you have Roth balances, you can pull money out. You don't owe ordinary income. So if the federal government increases the marginal tax brackets on you, you know, you can pretty much give them the take a hike signal. And the other reason is that for some of my clients, especially, they're going to have required minimum distributions from their traditional IRA accounts that exceed the amount that they want to spend. So when you turn 72 in this country, you're literally forced to take money out of your IRAs and pay ordinary income tax on them. So if you convert to a Roth earlier, you make those traditional IRA balances smaller, and then you can minimize or avoid unwanted required minimum distributions. Uh, definitely maximize if you have a high deductible health plan. Go ahead and maximize your health savings account contributions. Put the max in there because that is not a use it or lose it opportunity. You can carry forward health savings account balances, and they turn they kind of turn into retirement account balances if you don't use them on health costs. If instead of a health savings account, you have a flexible spending account, those are use it or lose it. So you want to use your flexible spending account balances before you lose them at the end of the year. Go get that that pair of glasses or I don't know, see a chiropractor if you can use if you can use your balances on chiropractors. Okay, so that should bring you to the end of 2021. So now you've completed 2021, you've submitted your your business financials and your personal income records to your tax preparer. Now you're ready to create 2022 and this is where it gets fun. I'm not going to lie completing the year financially, you know, it's not super exciting. I do it because I feel so darn good when I'm organized and I do it every time. I'm totally reliable to do it, but it's not nearly as fun as the creation part of the process. So you really can only create goals powerfully when you've organized, viewed, and completed everything up until then. Okay. So now that 2021 is completed, you know, your financial position in the business and your personal net worth, you can create meaningful business goals that actually move you closer to your personal financial or lifestyle goals. Okay. So some ideas, Hey, in 2022, maybe you want to add a revenue stream. Maybe you want to start working on that book you've been thinking about for years. Maybe you want to raise your prices. Maybe you're afraid to raise your prices, but you kind of think you should. I think you should do it. Uh, Some other ideas for 2022, hire someone to whom you can delegate the things you're not great at or don't like doing. Open a company 401k, okay? I love that I have a company 401k and I do a full, what they call safe harbor match for my employees. First of all, I think it's totally on brand for me. It absolutely goes with my business values and principles and, and what I love, which is helping 
people, you and the people who work for me grow their net worth. So it's a great retention tool. Okay. Start a charitable gifting program. I love to give gifts to charities. I give money to lots of charities all year round. And uh, it's something that I feel really good about. So you could start that. Hey, go ahead and put your personal time, your vacations on the company calendar first. If you've been going around and wondering why you never get to take a vacation or it always seems like a a hassle, you have to move appointments around, you feel like it's a problem. Maybe if you're like me, there's been times when you actually felt torn. Like I feel obligated to take a vacation for myself and my family, but I feel like I'm putting my employees out and I hate rescheduling appointments with clients. So if you put your personal time, your vacations and all that, I actually have think days that I schedule, think like a couple days to just really read those business books I've been meaning to get to and really get into the the deep thinking of where do I want to take my business and what do I want to do next? What do I want to put in and what do I want to take out? Schedule think days. It's really an incredible leverage point. If you're not on payroll in your business, hey, in 2022, put yourself on payroll. You need consistent income. You absolutely have to have it. Business and the economy might be inconsistent. They're a little bit variable, but your personal bills are pretty darn consistent, right? And if you, again, if you follow my Profit Boss automation, you've measured your yesterday's promises and your today's fun. If you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, search in this, uh, in my podcast stream, B for the Profit Boss Automation. Automate Your Financial Success is the name of the episode. Hey, another idea, open a profits account. Now that we and my, me and my team are Profit First certified, I've been talking a lot more about that profits account and commit to putting 5% of your revenues in that account. The profits account only gets paid out to you, the CEO. It's like your reward for doing good and profitable work. And profit is what we're all here together about, right? Profit is the profit boss is the name of the podcast. Use your profits to grow your net worth. Use your net worth to create financial freedom, which is what we're all about. I hope that you enjoyed this end of your checklist. If you have additional things that you think I should add to the checklist, send them to me at hello at hillaryhendershot.com. Thank you for being a loyal listener all year round. And I'm just so excited to wrap up 2021 and create 2022 powerfully. As we wrap things up here for today, I need to review with you the things I have to disclose as a fiduciary financial advisor offering wealth management services through my firm, Hendershot Wealth Management, LLC. You should know that the opinions I express on Profit Boss Radio are my own, and they can change. The content I provide in the show is for general education. It's not intended as specific investment advice, nor do I recommend any specific financial products. Unlike how I roll at home with my husband, I can't guarantee that my statements, opinions, or forecasts are always 100% right. Of course, I wish I could peek into that proverbial crystal ball, but so far, I haven't found it. Past performance is not indicative of future results. I talk a lot about indexes and I want you to know you can't actually buy an index because of course when you take a list of companies and create a product that allows people to invest in those companies, there are fees and expenses involved that reduce returns. Remember all investing involves risk, which as you know means you could lose your money. And I have to tell you that there is no guarantee that any investment plan or strategy will be successful. And that should keep my lawyers happy. Have a great day.